Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think. Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. It's Cretan. How's it going? All right. <sighs> One of those days. Yep. Yeah. A, little, a little bit of an odyssey getting here tonight. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, when I said follow me, yeah, and you know we'll go to the we'll go to the show. Yeah, I, I'm used to being tight on your ass, but tonight <laughs> it was you know a little harder. Uh, well, my ass or <laughs> no, there was there was, there was competition you're, you're, for being for being tight on my ass. Yes, so I got um, you know, and I'm always too polite, so I I ended up you're, being, you're, you know, you're, fur, you're a little further back in the pack. Too too polite a driver. Yeah, no, I've I've ridden with you. <laughs> don't, don't give me that load of crap. <laughs> I think the, the 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 two times I've wet myself uh, riding in a car with somebody were both with you. Well, yeah, that wouldn't it wouldn't be the first time with <laughs> yeah. other people. Yeah. But um and that was fine. I mean it was just it was just, you know, traffic getting in my way and then cars getting in your way. You, you, yeah. you experience that every once in a while. I mean I I set the cru- cruise control in 85 and <laughs> they, I could have been right there but and they're just in your way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah bastards i don't know why they're so uh impolite yeah and you know and i asked for the uh the you know plaque out front you know the parking spot for me reserved and Mm -hmm. it's still not there i mean i had to circle the building you know four or five times park almost what 20 30 feet away i guess more like 45 oh wow oh yeah Yeah, that is that is a hassle uh, and you know we're stars here yeah yeah we're treated like you know common commoners and then the lease sign out front threw me off as I walked by the building, so I, I hit a double back. And yeah. Palmer, that's that's not my fault. I I did I I paid the homeless guy to paint your name on the spot, and I gave him all the okay. paint. Uh huh. He huffed it all. Yeah. <laughs> I found him laying in your spot with a bunch of empty cans of spray paint and yeah. no and no paint at, on the ground. So <laughs> I, I I tried, dude. Uh, I, I appreciate that. It's appreciate a that. it's a reflection of the neighborhood, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so next time, okay, yeah, okay. Well, oh cool. sure, looking sure. forward to that. It's yeah. always yeah. always next time. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm glad to be back in the studio. I've been uh, suffering somewhat with the uh, new brewery build out. Yeah, yeah. I probably have a stroke some sometime. <laughs> Before it's done, I I probably have a stroke. I may be experiencing a stroke now. I have intense head pain, and uh, I think uh, yeah. well, it's either either like a sinus headache or a stroke. Or walking into the forks of your new forklift. 
Yes. Yeah, we, we were late because we had to wait for the delivery of the forklift, which I was supposed to get like three weeks ago, but these idiots uh, just could not deliver the forklift. So, Yeah, it took <sighs> me coming by. Right. It took Palmer. I had to bring Palmer by, and then, then it got delivered. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we got Scott here, and he's very quiet. He's observing. Well, he's we don't want to disturb you know. him. Well, now that you've called me quiet, I don't want to speak. I know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, uh, yeah, Scott's uh, Scott's man in the show here. He's orchestrating the whole thing for us now. I'm the man. I'm the a man. man among men. <laughs> but <laughs> man among not boys. in a gay way, though. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Not in a gay way. Yeah. That's how we always have to kind of like shake it off at the end of the show. Not gay. <clears throat> not gay. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, today um, we're going to do a live Q or Q and A show, right? That's right. Yeah, I understand. We have lots of eager listeners uh, waiting to throw more topics at us, and two or three at least. Yeah, usually. And then uh, you know, people write in these questions. They email them uh, brewstrong at thebrewingnetwork dot com, and uh, the people that put Q and A question or question for Brew Strong. Um, those people, those are getting answered first. Yeah. All the ones where it's like uh, some random subject matter. I, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Or hello, darling. You know. <laughs> yeah. Or business inquiry. <laughs> yeah. Business inquiry here. Yeah. I, I read all those. You know, Gmail, it shows you the first few words <laughs> of when it was. I, I, I go through my spam folder. I read all those to my wife yeah. and crack her up. She enjoys that. I'm like, yeah, somebody <laughs> wants me to. Uh, Anyways, so we're doing that, and, uh, yeah. So, Blickman, huh? Yeah, I'm, hey! <laughs> Blickman, how's that for a second? <laughs> you can tell I'm just worn out. I am worn out already. Uh, no, uh, our fine sponsor, uh, Blickman Engineering. Yes. Uh, Blickman with two N's. Mm-hmm. Engineering with, like, a G mm-hmm. or two. And two E's. <laughs> yeah. And a Z and a and F. Mm-hmm. Uh, engineering.com Go check them out. They uh, come up with all sorts of innovative uh, equipment. Uh, they're always engineering some new miracle to make your brew day happier. Yeah. More and consistent. Easier. Mm-hmm. More efficient. More efficient. Innovating your brew day. Innovating your brew day, as JP yeah. always likes to say, which I think is a, a great uh, tagline. Blickman yeah. Engineering. Innovating your brew day. I think sometime this uh, this upcoming year we're gonna we're gonna be going heading out to Indiana. Are we? I think. <laughs> we, I believe we, that was. We agreed to do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, we were drinking a lot. Uh-huh. We thought it was a good idea. Yeah. While we were drinking, <clears throat> and, and got it tattooed on my shoulder. So right. and, and Blickman <laughs> was here. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, we'll do it. So yeah. that's and the, then and then I started building this new brewery. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. <laughs> That's why that. So we may just be sending JP in our stead. Yes, we'll say. Well, we said you know John Palmer, JP, same thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, um, yeah. If we're doing that, that's great. I, I look forward to going out to Indiana and uh, firing off some weapons with with Blickman and uh, <laughs> seeing the uh, factory with the uh, the Amish or whoever works in the factory there. Right. We'll put together some details and uh, get back to you on that. But it should be. I mean, you get back to have, me? No, no. You get back to the listeners. You and I will get back to the listeners. Yes. Okay. All right. So, well, then, there may be a right. contest involved, or oh, we got a contest. The the uh, the Brewing Network uh, competition 
brew kit competition, and they mm-hmm. they get some sort of winner. Apparently, a person's going to come out eventually and going to stop by and brew with uh, Chris and Warren. Oh. I might stop by. That would be say hello. That'd be special. Yeah. <laughs> Brewing with Chris and Warren, or me stopping by and saying hello. I think that's two special things there. That's very political of you. Thank you very much. Yeah, so uh, uh, check them out, BlickmanEngineering.com. They've been sponsoring the show for a long time. They pay for it so you don't have to. So the least you can do, go go, uh, check out that good stuff and uh, ask your brew shop why they don't have Blickman if they they don't. And if they do, go go Google it there because all the uh, finest uh, brew uh, emporiums carry Blickman. All right. Why don't we jump right into uh, a quick question right here, and okay. uh, we'll, we'll we'll go from there. You want to you want to take the first one? Sure, I'll, I'll go first. Um, this this question comes to us from Michael Lessa, and he says, uh, "I use FirmCap S foam control in the blue, in the brew kettle mm-hmm. to reduce the chance of boil over. Is there any possibility that using it in the boil could also reduce head development and retention in the finished beer?" I would think no. No, because that's kind of what it's for. It's, right. It actually improves head retention. Yeah. Improves, um, you know, used in the fermenter, these these uh, anti-foams, they improve your bittering utilization. I think they do in the kettle, too. Yeah. They keep they keep a lot of the, uh, the foaming down in the brew kettle. And mm-hmm. while there is, I mean, there's a theory that, you know, the, all these proteins foam only once. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard I've heard uh, dissenting opinions on that too from uh, scientists, but oh, Bam, be, be that as it may, Bamforth says it, so I believe okay. Bamforth. Be that as it may, uh, you know, you keep all an additional uh, percentage of protein in the kettle; mm-hmm. it doesn't foam out, right? Um, and all that makes it into the final beer. Mm-hmm. The uh, the firm cap uh, settles out. Meanwhile. Mm-hmm. And so you really, it's not, it's not uh, right. present in the beer. Yeah, when I was home brewing and first came across the firm cap and stuff, uh, I guess it was more beer that originally kind of uh, was was breaking ground with that and turned me onto it. And uh, I was like, oh no, I'm worried that's gonna, you know, mess up the, you know, head retention, something like that. Um, but it actually does the opposite. You yeah. get improved head retention, like John's saying. The only other thing about it is it's like. Um, anti-gas medicines and things like that there's a limit to how much you can consume uh-huh. because uh your i guess your liver has to filter it out or your kidneys have to filter it out or whatever and uh if you have uh yeah your kidney has to filter it out um uh too much can clog clog it up and uh so there's a, a limit hmm. the, uh, but that would be an excessive dosing they have they had, there's an online there's a there's a maximum yeah hmm. um and there's a limit for uh being in beer or anything hmm. uh and generally commercially you got to filter it out okay now there are other kinds like um uh what we're using at uh, heretic is uh we're using an oil based canola oil based uh okay. anti-foam we use it in the fermenters hmm. so we throw oil into the fermenters <laughs> but um you know, it, it gets uh, consumed up and doesn't, you know, it actually helps with head retention, helps with, uh, you know, your bittering, helps with a lot of things. And yeah. uh, we're able to fill our fermenters higher and thus make a little bit more beer. Yep. So, I certainly haven't seen any loss of head retention in, in your beers. So Right. 
So shouldn't be an issue. Uh, I think uh, you know, go for it. You should be you should be happy. I think That's John right. and I are both both uh, convinced of that. Anyways, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll get to more of your questions right after this. Blickman Engineering. Think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishef, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, 
Beers, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. I'm thinking of of walleye all of a sudden. Let's go spray fruit tattoo. That's right. Can you keep singing? That was long. Do that more. So, uh, I believe you have the next question there. I do. I do. All right. Uh, Darren uh, asks, uh, let's see, it was a long one. Uh, Hello, I just want to start out saying thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, We're uh, going to keep having deals with uh, uh, equipment. So, I started with the partial boils while doing kits. I have a five-gallon pot, a six-gallon plastic bucket fermenter, and a six-gallon glass carboy. As I start to progress to doing full batches, I know my next purchase will be a larger brew pot. However, since my wife will not allow me to spend all of our income on brewing equipment, I am left purchasing a piece of equipment every couple of months. After I get the new brew pot, what should be my equipment roadmap look like? <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, Jamal always talks about how important fermentation temperature control is, so should I go with a fridge freezer to take care of that, or would an immersion chiller be more important? In all uh. the books and articles that I read... I always keep talking about all this great equipment and how it makes the brew day faster, easier, more repeatable. But none of them I have found describe the best progression of equipment to ensure that I buy equipment that is going to support my current level instead of help me further down the road. You know, we did a show yeah. at one point where we talked about what you what equipment you would get. Yeah. And I think we went with um you know, full wort boil. Yeah. Then I think we went with um Fermentation temperature controller. Maybe you went with immersion chiller. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think we said the fridge next. All right. For, Fermentation for, temperature control. Yeah. Right. So. You can. I mean, the Australians are kind of proving that you can get by without chilling. You right. can do. You they can do the, seal it up and no chill. Mm-hmm. And all the beers I've had that they say, yeah, this was done that way. I mean, they've been fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know really I guess <clears throat> if you're going to no chill. You've got to make sure that your sanitation is good. Um, 
right. because you know you're 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 taking one extra step out of there that increases your risk for you mm-hmm. know for for contamination growth. But right. Um, but yeah, fermentation temperature control I think is so key to having. Um, you know, beer you like versus beer mm-hmm. that's okay. Well, that's the big difference I keep telling people between commercial brewing and uh, home brewing is that we've got fermentation temperature control. <laughs> it tends to be about the biggest difference. Yeah. Uh, you know, for most people's. Uh, otherwise, we're we're kind of limited on what we're doing. I mean, you know, you can't chill the entire wort down quickly. You have to go through a plate ex- heat exchanger. I mean, a lot of little things were limited. We yeah. can't do what a home brewer can do. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we have less options, but um, uh, temperature control, yeah, I would yeah. go with that. So get like a get like a chest freezer, or uh, go to the thrift store and find a large fridge that you know, one's turned in. But um, once you I get like that, the fridge, I like the fridge. You can get them for free. Yeah, and then the the, the chest freezer, you have to lift stuff in and out. I got uh, a bad back. Is, yeah, that's tricky. Whereas if you have a, a shelf, you can kind of slide it, hug it to you without bending over. Yeah. I mean, that's better. Or just do a short jerk to get it in there. <laughs> yeah. But see, so you, you're tell- all dirty tonight, man. <laughs> you're working blue. What's the matter with okay, you? Okay, but here's the plan for your wife. You buy, or you, you get <laughs> here's the Here's the plan for the wife. Yeah, get the a short fridge. jerk. Yes. <laughs> Come up from, fast from behind. And so, you know, you, you, you. Get the get the funds authorization for the larger piece of equipment. Yes, and then you know squirrel away a little bit on the side and get the the uh, <laughs> copper coil that you need for the immersion chiller, and then yes. just kind of build that on your own. Say, hey, right. look, what I made it for myself. Didn't cost anything. Um, yeah, right. that way yeah. you can get both. There you go. So Palmer says, "Screw your wife, get both." <laughs> All right, uh, next one's yours, I guess. Oh, okay. Ah. Uh, <clears throat> Here we have a delightful question from Peter Clements, and he says, Dear Brew Strong, I grew some uh, Brewer's Gold hops just for fun, mm-hmm. but have never used the hops before. What type of beers would work well with this hop? Mm. And I apologize for my <clears throat> my voice. I've been at a, speaking of hops, I've been at a hops <laughs> growers convention for the last few days. and somehow drinking, my, yeah, partying. Yeah, and somehow, you know. I guess it's maybe the bidding for various hop lots or whatever, but uh, my voice is shot. So, but I'm here. I'm. Are I'm, you bidding for hop lots? <laughs> uh, maybe in my dreams. I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, Brewer's Gold. You're screaming out. <laughs> Bite the pillow, and you want to scream so much. Yeah, Brewer's Gold. You know, uh, traditionally you'd say you know British varieties of beers, English varieties yeah. of beers, but. You know, once you grow them in your backyard, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where it comes from. It's going to taste different, different right? and it may or may not taste along the same line. So, uh, you know, it, it's like a cascade grown in Argentina or wherever, grown right. grown in Yakima. I mean, it's going to be completely different. Um, so it depends a lot on the conditions. What I would do is, you know, you can try the hop tea thing if you don't want to risk any beers. But I right. just make a regular old pale ale, you know, real simple malt mm-hmm. bill, um, you know, and uh, use a known hop for your bittering charge. Right. And then this, just throw in a bunch at the end for the and, aroma. And yeah. See how you know, see how it tastes, see how it mm-hmm. turns out, and you know, have fun with it. And uh, maybe the the flavors and aromas that you're going to get out of that, you would. 
uh, say to yourself, oh my God, that would be really good in a Bach, or maybe it would be really good in a brown ale, maybe right. it would be great in a Belgian, who knows. So, yeah. uh, you know, let that be your guide. And I, I think, you know, even, you know, year to year, hops change dramatically right. for the for the professional growers. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's some consistency there. You know, yeah. it's going to depend climate-wise. But, uh, you know, I think once you kind of dial this in, you'll have an idea what these hops right. are going to be good for. Two, two, two things that I know about growing your own hops. Um, when, you know, the hops are on the vine – there as the year you know as the growing season progresses they start drying out a bit and <laughs> the tips of the uh Sorry. the brackles the brachials anyway the the papery part of the cone the tips will start to turn brown a little bit mm-hmm. they're drying out and as they're doing this the the oils are increasing in the hop mm-hmm. so you know you can monitor those you know day to day go up and smell the hop and see you know when yeah, you know, it when seems the tip to have, is turning brown. Smell it. Yeah, uh, you know, check check the aroma, check the oil content. So you can Squeeze leave it on the vine it. a little bit. Uh, if it's a little spongy at the tip, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, you want it to be spongy, papery, yeah, papery, spongy, yeah, not soft, not but, too uh, soft, a little bit springy, turgid. There you go, or, uh, but not torpulent. Um, and yes. uh, so that was one. So where were you Leave going? On the vine. Yes. And, You're coming uh, up with hop growing tips. He didn't ask for hop growing tips. He asked what. what well, he, he, he grew these. So he, yes, he's, he's done with that part. Oh, okay. He wants to brew the with them. The other thing I learned today um, <laughs> is that if you dry them, the hotter you dry them, uh-huh. um, you know, trying for a short drying time versus a long drying time. Right. Um, you drive off all the aromatics. And, uh, not yeah. so much. No? Um, that Tom Nielsen and uh, Val Peacock. Yeah. did a study with some Cascades mm-hmm. and with some Citra. Mm-hmm. And one of their findings that they presented today was that the uh, total oil content did not vary significantly between um, the two temperatures, the mm-hmm. 130 and 150 degrees out. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they did find was that the, the aroma character was different. Right. And the the hops that had been dried that were closer to the bottom, you know, closer to the heat source, mm-hmm. And it dried faster, had more of an onion garlic aroma mm-hmm. to them than hops from, say, the top of the bale, mm-hmm. you know, further mm-hmm. from the heat mm-hmm. source. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> they uh, recommended well, that a you know, little cooler, a little longer drying cycle had a Prevents better, that oniony, garlicky. Well, and right. the, one other thing about the, uh, you know, leaving the hops, you know, longer on the vine, they, you know, the longer you leave them, I'm told, the more that onion and garlic kind of character builds up. So uh, they leave them too long, they, they go much true. more oniony, garlicky. That's true. So. so there's some trade-offs there. Right. Okay. That's not what the guy asked if it was a question, but uh, that's why. Well, we try that's to deliver wanna, extra. You, know? <laughs> you want to like show off what you learned today. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that. Okay. That works, that works for me. I'm glad you feel that way. You know what I feel good about? <laughs> what? The AHA. You know, ah, I think I, yes. I, 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 I thought maybe it was that binder clip you were holding. But okay. <laughs> I was going to put it on your your brachial there. Yeah. Um, the uh, no, the AHA, great great group. Um, yeah. You know, don't forget to support the AHA. Don't forget the American Homebrewers Association. Right. We're going to be at the conference. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Unless maybe they turn me away at the door. I don't know. Right. But, there you but go. I, I plan on being there. All right. 
Next question, uh, this comes from Kevin, and he asks about uh, Campton tablets to dechlorinate. I've never liked doing the Campton tablet thing. Oh, really? I just, uh, you know, carbon filter. There you go. Take your time, carbon filter, done. Uh, Greetings from Cascadia. I was wondering what your feelings were about using Camden tablets to dechlorinate water. Well, I just said I really don't care for it. But uh, I work in a homebrew shop where I teach a three-hour extract class, and I'm not able to filter the water like I do at home for my all-grain batches. I use a quarter of a crushed Camden tablet per five gallons of cold tap water, which I heat up to 170 in my boiling pot, where it usually sits for about 30 minutes before I use it to rinse my specialty grains. Is this enough time? Yeah. I would also like to mention that I first book I always recommend how to brew to my students and customers. Thank you for spreading the good word. Um, See, this is a great guy. He's really you know he asked a great <laughs> question. And his initials are DB, but his name's Kevin. Uh-huh. Uh, that's weird. Um, yeah, you know I bet you you're probably doing more by heating the water up to 170. Than well, you if are throwing the Camden tablet in there. Well, if it's chloramine, then heating the water up won't do anything. It'll still be there. If it's chlorine, then heating the water up will mm-hmm. off-gas a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've used Camden tablets, and I think they work great. Um, you, it helps mm-hmm. to crush them up you know, before you throw them in the water. Um, they dissolve a little better. Um, but basically, as soon as they've dissolved, yeah. five minutes go by, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's done. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or you can spend a good hour, you know, filtering. Great <laughs> hour, you know, got to be got to be slow, low flow on that Gall- gallon a minute. Yeah, to to do that. <laughs> Car- carbon block filter. There yeah. you go. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there you go. You know, I just never like you. You, you just crush the Camden tablet. You throw it in there. You stir it around, and then yeah, you, you use the water. You still see like the crushed Camden tablet the bottom of the thing like, you, you got to stir a little bit you know just, just you gotta you gotta you gotta get the razor blade out the mirror work this thing down to a fine powder just take a pill it's all that's all you gotta do <laughs> yeah, you, you and your your drug culture man i don't know what's wrong with you uh really i really really don't well um <laughs> why don't we do one more question yeah sure okay um Let's see, this guy's talking, well, he's calling us gentlemen, but okay. Hey, gentlemen, what do you guys think about the use of glycerin or glycerol to increase mouthfeel and add sweetness? It is used for these purposes in winemaking. Keep up the great work. That's because winemakers suck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, I mean, you you, you could. You could. But, you know, why? I mean, I, I I really can't think of a compelling reason why. Right. To use glycerin when you can achieve the same thing, a little more mouthfeel, a little more sweetness with a malt addition, especially malt addition. So, right. Well, changes it, in mash temperature, yeast, things like that. Yeah. I, I guess if you had a beer that failed and you wanted to do something, maybe you could. I think most, most home brewers, most uh, professional brewers, they would look down upon you for doing that. Yeah. And, you know, in brewing circles, it seems like, no, you, you don't want to use additives. You know, right. the craft beer world, additives that are, I mean, you know, using something like, it, it's better to use table sugar right. for a reason in, in home brewing. 
<laughs> in brewing than uh, you know adding right. something. Yeah, yeah, that would be. It's yeah. yeah I, I think it's just it's it's really not necessary. Um, There's other ways to, to go about right. it, but maybe his question is, "Hey, I brewed this. It's turned out thin and mm-hmm. kind of bitter." You or, know, yeah. and the then my question would be, it. "Why didn't you try it then?" Yeah. If that's the case, but I wouldn't plan on doing it that way. <laughs> right. Even even if he's an extra extract brewer, then uh, right. You know, steeping some specialty malts would would accomplish the same thing in a more Reinheitsgebot sort of fashion. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and brewers we tend to be more more picky about that sort of thing than yeah. a lot of winemakers. And I think a lot of winemakers are are kind of picky about that too. Could okay. be. I don't know. All right, one more quick one here before we take a break. Um, Zach, see, and Zach titled his subject of his email Q and A. Zach gets his question an- asked answered because he hit the Q and A there. Uh, another person saying, "Gentlemen, maybe they're maybe they're trying to Must spell be like addressing these to genital, Moscow gentlemen yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something crossed my mind recently when I overheard someone talking about plastics. I use Rubbermaid coolers for a mash louder ton and a hot liquor ton. I preheat these by pouring about a gallon of boiling water into these and sealing it for about five minutes. Am I extracting anything from the plastic in the coolers that might be bad, i.e., give me cancer? Just curious." Well, uh, I'm sure you are extracting plasticizers from the plastic. Yeah. Uh, whether that gives you cancer, I don't know. I am not a cancerologist. True. <laughs> whatever, but. whatever they call it, cancer people. Mm-hmm. They have a name for it. And it's not cancerologist. Oncology? No, uh, that's something yeah. else. No. I don't know. I'm an engineer. Scott's, Scott's Googling. Yeah. He, John was right. Oncologist. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at and the big brain on John. <laughs> it's not cancerologist. Damn it, Captain! Damn. I'm an engineer, not a doctor. <laughs> I can edit Wikipedia to make you right, Jay Z. If you there, want. you go. It's a cancerologist. Um, no, uh, so you are extracting something from the plastic, and that's why plastic over time becomes brittle and mm-hmm. uh, loses its elasticity. It's, it's the plasticizers get used up. Certain plastics are better than others, depending on what's in them. Yeah, uh, you know there was the whole thing with BPA right. and water bottles, and when you heat it up, you know you're you're extracting more of that. Um, uh, but there are different kind of food grade plastics and plastics that are good for for working high heats. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, rubber made container, who knows? I yeah. don't think that that's really designed for it's uh, not hot beverages. Dry, yeah, yeah, designed for hot beverages. But again, you know these. The statements that they're their possible carcinogens are based on you know injecting rats with you right know, yeah the, the, they don't have the times they don't have the rats now. brew yeah that's right <laughs> and then, and then ferment it out and then consume as much as they can because a lot of times um, what they find is certain things that uh, are carrying over and and please if you end up with cancer don't hold me to this right. um, the uh, the fermentation process, a lot of the you know the, the tube formation in the kettle, mm-hmm. all that tends to bind up certain types of uh, organic molecules. And, yeah, and, and metal and they, molecules, and they fall out. And then um, uh, fermentation again, the yeast tend to take up some of the stuff. Uh, may or may not be good for the yeast, 
but a lot of it doesn't make its way through to the final beer, especially if you let the beer drop bright and, uh, you know, you don't consume a lot of the yeast or break material or things like that uh, right. from the beer. Right. And then, you know, drink in moderation. Don't drink like an idiot. And, you know, the right. alcohol is probably worse for you than the... Uh, yeah, a little trace amounts of BPA. And, yeah. Right, right. So, uh, you know... It's the same thing with like using brass uh, fittings and all that. Right. You know, if they're not lead-free brass, uh, you know, how much lead's getting in. And I wouldn't give it to a child, but right. I wouldn't give alcohol to a child anyway. So right. if you're an old fart like me that's probably going to die of a stroke before the month is out, mm-hmm. then I think you're probably good to go. Uh, that's right. worry about it. But if you're, you know, young and healthy and got a life to live like uh, Scott over here, then... right. Hey, well, hell, you might get a new cooler. You, yeah, you, you might get yourself a nice stainless steel uh, ton. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, we'll have more of your questions after this. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. 
Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Attend, huh? Getting tired of that same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion, like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister, and Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Football games with the guys. Yeah. Barbecues with the guys. Yeah. Operating power tools with the guys. Yeah. Um, actually, sir, that's really dangerous. Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer low. Grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask. No, make that demand some. Yeah! For nearly 15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer. Adventures in Home Brewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego? Adventures in Home Brewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in Home Brewing delivered that too. And did you see that great custom brew stand? Yep, Adventures in Home Brewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in Home Brewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.com has been serving homebrewers from the right coast. Check out their innovative 2.5-gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable anodized aluminum serial killer grain mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrew Conference. Not going to make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code BNETWORK will slam 10% off your order. Join the adventure online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget to use coupon code BNETWORK for a limited time. Back to your hosts, Jamil Zanashef and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. Just having a rocking time here. This uh, scout from uh, Anchor is not hurting one bit. No, it's pretty nice. And, uh, it's pretty strong, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's rocking. Smooth and easy. Mm-hmm. Smooth and easy and, and rocking. <laughs> you know who else is smooth and easy and rocking? Uh, our good friends at Adam and Eve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know, if you go there for a limited time only, ah. I mean, you know, at least since I've been doing this show, yeah, like <laughs> a limited time only, yeah, yeah adamandeve.com. And uh, you, you use the uh, special offer code, uh, what is it for this? J-A-M-I-L. It's Jamil for this? Yeah, that's right. Uh, J-A-M-I-L for this for this one. And uh, uh, you use that offer code. You're going to buy w- one item, almost any one item. I haven't found an item that you don't get 50% off on. So right. you get 50% off of one item. You buy the one item. That's all you're doing. Okay. You're going to get free shipping. You're going to get a free extra gift. All right. 
you can get three free DVDs. Yeah. Adult DVDs. Okay. And not the crap from the bottom of the bin, stuff right. that you actually choose from. You get to choose from genres such as anal, amateur, Asian, big breasts, big butts, bisexual, chunky, coeds, fetish, gay, interactive, POV, lesbian, milfs, etc. Cool. Oh, yeah. And you can even shop from your mobile phone. Oh, yes. AdamandEve.com. Uh, and I think the mobile is uh, mmadameve.com. Uh-huh. If you want to go direct there, you can go to the site. It'll Madam, recognize that'd your, be your mobile. That would be com, wouldn't it? M.adameve. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. Yes. It wouldn't be madam. Madam Eve. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a pretty good site, too. Yeah. So uh, check it out. You be buy one item. You use the offer code Jamel, J-A-M-I-L. That's right. You're going to get one item uh, half off. You're going to get, and once you buy one item and half off, they give you a whole bunch of crap for free. Shipping. Yeah. The extra gift. You get uh, the three DVDs. You get a whole box of stuff for for a little money. So go check it out. Good sponsor. They've been with us a long time. Yeah. And uh, they get good products there and good service. We appreciate that. Absolutely. All right. Whose turn is it? Um, I guess it's mine. Okay. All right. Well, this is from uh, Matthew anyway. And he says, hey, Bruce Strong, I have a question about treating my brewing water for chloramines. I believe my water in Oakland contains chloramines, and I want to treat it with other with either Camden tablets or vitamin C. If I add either one to my wort during brew day, do I need to also treat my water that I use for rinsing and sanitizing post-fermentation? I guess what I'm asking is whether the Camden vitamin C tablets both survive through the fermentation process and react with any added chloramines before the chloramines harm the beer. Okay, well, interesting question. Well, and all right, so a couple of things. Um, one is, yeah, you need to treat all your water. Right. The other is... There's no residual effect. Yeah, uh, the Camden tablets, we know, work. You know, we we're, were talking during the break, you know, vitamin C. And I've heard of vitamin C for as an antioxidant. Antioxidant, right. But I... I you know, one of the things you do with Camden tablets and with um, potassium metabisulfite is you acidify the water. And that then in turn drives off all the sulfur gas. And right. so uh, sometimes you can use citric acid or something like that and you acidify and then you add the potassium metabisulfite and off comes this horrible sulfur gas that will kill yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And that's how you like treat the inside of wine barrels. Maybe that's where he's getting the vitamin C right. with citric acid or something, kind of a confusion there. Yeah. Or maybe people say to do that when you're treating the water. I've never really heard I would, that. I would, I'm pretty sure that is misinformation. Yes. There, the vitamin C has no uh, chloramine breakdown effect. Right. Um, the potassium metabisulfite does, the canon temple does. Uh, and what it does is it generates some sulfate and chloride ions. So don't put the Flintstones chewable in your in your water. Right. I mean, it's it's probably an anti- won't hurt anything. But. It won't hurt. Anything. It's a, it's an antioxidant mm-hmm. which can help uh, take out some any any oxygen that you have going into fermentation uh, potentially. But uh, that's the theory. And yeah. I've also. Um, you know, uh, I guess uh, Papazian always throws in a little bit of cinnamon, right, a tiny right. little bit of cinnamon in, in each beer and as an as antioxidant. antioxidant. And then uh, I guess it was Bamforth who was saying, ah, that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> <laughs> 
but so, it makes them feel good. So it makes them feel good. So it's yeah. fine. So I don't. I, I think the vitamin C would. You know. Again, yeah. I, I think uh, healthy fermentation is the way to solve any That's right. uh, oxidative problems. All right. Let's see here. Uh, Michael uh, wrote, and he, he's got an abstract. Uh-huh. What is the best method for brewing Pilsner-based recipes when your equipment doesn't facilitate ninety-minute full minute, ninety-minute full volume boils? So he's got an abstract. He's got the uh-huh. question. He's got uh, Mike's really on top of things here. Uh, Jamil and friends. <laughs> See, I get it. You're my and friends. Uh-huh. I've spent the last year brewing my way through brewing classic styles. What I've learned about beer style and brewing has grown immeasurably through this effort. One of the classics. Classes of recipes that I have generally avoided has been Pilsner-based recipes, mostly because I have a 30-quart pot and I can only really do 7 gallons, uh, 60-minute boils. Any longer and I would lose another half-gallon boil, half gallon to boil off. So my question is, how does one produce the best quality Pilsner-based beers when their equipment doesn't facilitate 90-minute full-volume boils? I can think of more than a few approaches. Uh, use uh, a half-gallon of top-off water post-boil. Suck it up and produce a half gallon less beer. Go for a continental European pale malt, uh, Belgian pale ale malt, or Fireman Two Row instead of Pilsner malt. Um, use Pilsner extract. Anything I haven't thought of. Thanks for your help. I listen to podcasts religiously. I'm a devoted follower of the BN. Um, well, we sympathize with his equipment issues. Those with small small equipment, <laughs> oh, we feel sorry for you. Yes, a uh, thirty quart pot, and you can only do seven gallons. Uh, okay, so seven thirty quarts is fifteen. Seven and a half. Yeah. It's like a fifteen gallon pot, though, right? No, it's seven. Or, and a half no, seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, losing my mind. Uh, seven and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I'd say suck it up and uh, produce a half gallon less perfect beer. Yeah. Um, than make more not so perfect beer. Right. Because end, end of end of boiled dilution. Right. Nah, yeah. That's going to result in some oxidation down the road. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, you could ease it in towards the end. If you heated yeah. up some water, your half gallon, heat it up in a, in a separate pot on the mm-hmm. stove in the kitchen or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you fire up your. Uh, you get it to boiling, yeah, and then just ease that in towards the end. Do your full wort boil, sure. Okay. Uh, get it yeah. boil it down, and then just add it in towards the end. Boil it like another couple of minutes, and yeah. you should be good. That's true because you'll get all the effect of the boiling, and mm-hmm. you know you'll have a little bit of darkening effect there. Darkening would be eh, minor, minor. Yep. Uh, hop utilization will be not quite as. That was great, but you know that's again extremely minor. I mean, you're, what do you, you probably lose an IBU? Yeah, it's, it's probably <laughs> you, you know taste wise. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be the way I'd do it. Um, you know, just add a you know get that water boiling because you get a boiling. Uh, there's no oxygen in it, and then yeah. uh, you know it, it's not going to you know all of a sudden start forming break material when you dump it in, and then uh, you know just give it a few more minutes there in the in your brew kettle. I think you're good. Cool. Yep. There you are. All right. Some problem solved. All right. Next question. Well, we got we got another equipment issue here. Uh, oh. Dip tube. <laughs> is dip tube too, too short? He's got a short short uh, equipment. Too again? long in this case, Ooh. or it's uh, maybe it's bent. Um, okay, <laughs> He's I've, got a weird angle. He says left hand thread. He says, uh, 
Hey there, Bruce Strong. I have a question about my corny keg and the dip tube. When I tighten the out post the last eighth of a turn to make it snug, the dip tube rotates clockwise with it, coming in contact with the bottom of the keg and leaving a noticeable but light scrape because the dip tube is no longer pointed at the tiny well in the center. Should I be worried about a metallic off flavor because of this? I think that I notice a metallic flavor and aroma in my beers, particularly at the dark, malty ones, but I'm not completely sure. Three tattoos shaking his head no. If so, what would I do to clear He, he works possibly? with crazy people, and he says, uh, no, this person's crazy. Yeah. That's his uh, clinical opinion, but, his expert opinion. Mm-hmm. But he wonders if he should cut the dip tube or double it up with an, another O-ring to artificially shorten his dip tube. Uh, but he'd rather not cut his dip tube. Right. So he sounds like he has a lot of the psychological problems that I have, Uh except a little bit worse. So (laughs) I also noticed that it's like, you know, putting a little mark there and, you know, but I let it go. I'm like, very good because, you know, I taste the beer. I noticed that there is no problem with that. If you're getting a metallic taste, it's not from that. No, it's not. So rest assured that it's it's not that. And it's good that the person, this person, who, what's his name? Matthew. Matthew, in a way. So, Matt, uh, you're, it's, it's very good that you're being observant of every little detail of what's going on because that's going to help you when, when it is something that matters, you know, noticing these things, it helps you really make better beer. But you got to know, you know, sometimes... Nah, that's that's not the issue. And, and yeah. the way you find out is by taste. Blind tasting. You know, yeah. You know, and, triangle test. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But uh, good question, but uh, a little weird, uh, I think. Uh, there you go, Matt. Uh, Signs you're obsessing oh, over your hobby. Yes, Bruce Tattoo says you're, you've got mental problems. All right, so speaking of mental problems, let's take a break. <clears throat> Pardon me. Okay. Um, this high-octane stout is, is getting to me. Uh, we'll, t- we'll take a short break. We'll do a couple more questions. Maybe we'll check the chat room and see if there's any questions there. They may or may not. I mean, who knows if anybody's definitely alive? Probably not. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> we'll take questions from Brute too. Yes. All right. But they probably won't be brewing related. All right. So let's do this. We'll take a short break and we'll be back after this. Hey, Jack, what you doing? Playing Warcraft? No way, it's TBG time, buddy. TBG? Get with it. I'm playing that brewery game. What brewery game? No, that's the name of the site, thatbrewerygame.com. What? Yeah, check it out, man. If you've ever brewed beer in your dreams or wish you could mash in right from your desk at work, you can. Kind of. With That Brewery Game. You can brew up a great batch of beer from anywhere, virtually. Then you can sell it, because in that brewery game, it's legal to sell your beer to the public, create recipes, brew virtually, upgrade your equipment, upload labels, and test market your brand at thatbrewerygame.com. You still slinging pissed off birds into buildings from your phone? Forget that. Try making beer. Sweet. Register right now for your free account at thatbrewerygame.com. Brew. Drink. Play. Thatbrewerygame.com. 
BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And HopTech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Publications is thrilled to announce the release of For the Love of Hops, a practical guide to aroma, bitterness, and the culture of hops by Stan Hieronymus. For the Love of Hops is a resource for brewers of all experience levels. It explains the nature of hops, their origins, and how brewers can really maximize their positive attributes throughout the brewing process. Ken Grossman from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company says, This book is an amazing compendium on the hop, written at a level of detail that will captivate historians, chemists, and brewers alike. For the Love of Hops is available now from Brewers Publications at brewerspublications.com. Order your copy today and wrap yourself in the binds of bitterness with everyone's favorite brewing ingredient, the Love of Hops. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My doctor, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Wickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman, with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. 
I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits? $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt. The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. Back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. You know, I always drink a little bit more than I think I should when we do these shows. Um. Well, you know, I think I heard I think, that you you brought me one of my favorite uh, Sierra Nevada beers, the uh, Ruthless Rye. Yeah, it's a mighty fine beer, and uh, he opened it for me and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, it makes us more relaxed, you know. We don't tense up <laughs> and uh, don't pucker up, right? <laughs> Relax. Let it just let it happen. Yeah. Like, uh, just let it happen. Mm-hmm. So even if we get, you know, questions uh, from yes. people that... That's like a three-pager. Yeah, is it? Three- no, okay. it was, no, it's one page. But, um, from the blind guy? It's from the blind guy. Yeah. And, What's uh, the blind guy's name? Blind guy? Scott Sampson. <laughs> oh, Sampson? Yeah. <laughs> blind guys love talk radio. As a general rule, all my ears in this, I the most passionate callers are, are blind guys. Like the, you've all, you, yeah. you're all I've got. <laughs> That's uh, well. I guess we, well then we're if, happy if, to if we are all he, he's got. Then is yeah. that's really sad. I mean, it tracks right. All all he's got is his ears. Mm-hmm. Right, and but I mean, he can listen to a lot better stuff than us. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's the whole thing. I I had to read this a couple times to find the questions, but uh, well, I, I read it and I thought that you know it was essentially. 
kind of reporting on... Yeah, he was reporting on his success a while ago, a number of shows ago. We, uh, uh, Scott had written in a question. I think it came in the chat, maybe. Okay. And yeah. he, he said, uh, you know, I've, I've gone blind, but I still want to brew... I'm just okay. going from memory here. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you, know, you got any tips for, you know, a blind brewer? And we were like, well, you know, field. <laughs> we, we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Right. You know, we haven't been blind. You know, we only close our eyes when we're having sex. Uh, you know, things like that. So, uh, but he reported back on some of the things like, you know, I think we suggested using feel, you know, stick your finger in there. And he's like, okay. that, that hurts. Stuff like yeah. that. And, uh, you know, just reporting that he's is still making the effort. He's not giving up. Uh-huh. Um, we're wimpy. We would we would give up. Yeah. Right. I mean, we okay, just like, so. oh, that's too hard. I give up. Uh, but this guy's not. Mm-hmm. Got to applaud that. And, you know, one of his, his comments I remember was he's like, well, you know, using like beer goggles wouldn't be enough. You've got to be like totally blindfolded. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So if, if we were to experience what he's experiencing. Right. And I was thinking, you know, we really should do this. It would be interesting. We should do a brood. Because, yeah. I mean, for instance, here it would be I, painful. Yeah. It would be interesting. But I think we should do yeah. it. I think we I'd, should. I'd grab uh, your hand and set it on the kettle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is the burner on? <laughs> yes! Uh, well, but he does say, he says, tastes, touch, smell, and sounds are huge right. and become more attenuated. Uh, that is, I suppose, you know, uh, more. Uh, more effective and do help uh-huh. even the different sounds in the stages of the boil or when you get Pay the most more steam. attention to these mm-hmm. things yeah you can probably hear you know when wort goes from you know just simmering to a boil yeah well like, actually you know, you know it's interesting hear. because i've i've been teaching my son the fine art of barbecuing uh-huh. and uh so i'm standing there with the beer in my hand and and you know pointing <laughs> in the, the stick to hit him with yeah but I say, right. I say, you know, that the grill cover is closed. Uh-huh. I say, you know, you don't keep opening it. You just listen. You just stand you here and drink. <laughs> Son, what are you doing? Yeah. Let me teach you how to grill. First, you crack beer. Yeah. Then you just tell stand here. to go over and look at it. When no. the fire's coming out of there and it smells burnt, then it's done. Yeah. You throw it on the plate. Tell mom to eat it anyways. Yeah, but I, I actually do. I listen. I listen for the amount of sizzling going on, and I can tell when it started when it's caught fire. It's like that's a different sizzle. Yeah. So then I got to run over there and spray it or whatever. But uh, I gotta put it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I I can I, I can I can I'm just imagining emphasize with the uh, yes blind brewing through blind grilling that I kind of do a little bit. <laughs> It's, you know, sight-impaired grilling. I don't know. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. No, I th- I, th- I think we should we, I think we should step up to that challenge and see how difficult it is. Okay. okay. I think uh, I think if Scott wants to come out and join us for that mm-hmm. and laugh at our uh, injuring ourselves. That would be fun. Well, I think that would be good. Yeah. It would be great to have him out here. All right. Uh, next question. Okay. No, oh, did we have any in the chat? We don't have anybody in the chat. Is people listening live? No. Not yet. They will be. Hang <laughs> tight. We, we neglected to tweet that we were actually doing something. Yeah, I'm kind of tweet impaired myself. Yeah. Me. It requires work. I can't do that. I'm sorry. Uh, first word hopping. 
Eric asks, uh, I apologize in advance for this two-part question. I'm a huge hop head, and I'm always looking for a way to squeeze more hop flavor into my beer. Does First Ward Hopping offer anything that I can't get from my typical bittering late hop whirlpool hop dry hop schedule? Also, is there a way for an extract brewer to First Ward Hop? Thanks in advance. Well, certainly you can First Ward Hop, just... um, you know, uh, throw them in the kettle, throw them in the kettle and you can just start putting your extract in there and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, let it sit there. It's simply a matter of taking it up from, you know, warm to right. boil, the boil yep. that whole time. But uh, the, 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 the part of the question, you know, is he, is he missing any character from not first ward hopping compared to, you know, multi-step uh, hopping and, and dry hopping? I I really don't think he is. Um, the the first I've I've There's talked people. to a lot of brewers that do practice first word, first mm-hmm. word hopping and mash hopping, and they believe it makes a difference. Yeah, but uh, but I guess and I, I asked him about that. Was have you done side by sides or mm-hmm. you know you compare? He goes, no, but I've made no. the beer <laughs> and it tastes it. great. Right. And so that's the way I'm making it. Well, Scott and I were talking about his father's first attempt, and he, he was telling me, oh, he, he made his first beer. And I said, and it's the greatest beer he's ever tasted, right? He's like, yep. That was his first message. This right. is the best beer I've ever tasted. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, it's the same thing with first word hopping. You throw it in there, you expect it to taste great, so it does. And, you know, in the blind taste testings that I've done with first word hopping and mash hopping, all I get is a little bit more bitterness, and that's it. Yeah. And in in, in some cases, it was a harsher bitterness. Um, it was kind of, hmm. you know, when you boil hops too long, yeah. you get that real biting. The xanthahumol. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, if it makes you happy, go ahead and do it. I, I, I don't, I, I, I really, you know, I'm not not a fan, but that that's all right. That doesn't, doesn't mean anything. I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about, so. Right. All right. The biting makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, biting, you know, bite that pillow if it makes you happy. All right. Well, I think uh looks like uh, time to wrap up, huh? Oh, yeah. I think we're, we, we've had over an hour. I've been having so much fun. I know. Well, if you're having fun, stay tuned. We'll do coming, some more. Coming right up. We're going to do another live Q&A show right after this. So uh, go ahead and... Uh, Stay tuned, and if you're listening to the podcast, well, another coming along in two weeks, so don't fret. Uh, well, there'll be another one. While you're uh, idling uh, your time, check out the uh, Brewing Network store. We've got uh, all yep. sorts of goodies there for you. There's signed uh, books. I think there's Brewing, brewing Classic Styles, brewing. The, the, the greatest brewing book that ever existed, How to Brew. Ah, thank you. Uh, and it's third edition coming up on its fourth I'm going to start working on that. Yeah. And water book you're working on. All that yeah. stuff is, uh, and uh, uh, Mitch Steele's great IPA book is, that is, is in the store book. as well. So, yep. so check it all out there. Uh, everything you buy in the Brewing Network store goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and helps promote shows like this. That's right. So uh, check it all out. Until then, uh, Brew Strong. Brew Strong, everybody. Brew Strong.